Okay, great. My name's Sam. I'm part of the staff team here at Network, and feels a bit like the mic's weird. I'm going to move a bit. Don't go that way. Okay. I'll try to stay still. Okay, so we're gonna, we've been in a little series together, uh, focusing upon uh, your kingdom come. So, you know, the idea of bringing the kingdom of heaven, bringing God's riches to earth. And that's a very legitimate thing to talk about, pray about, and live out. Uh, Jesus taught us, when you pray, pray your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And so we've been having a little series where we've looked at what the Bible has to say on different aspects of the kingdom so that we can learn to be different. And so that we can, I was reminded in the song we sang earlier, as we look at this passage today, I really pray that like the, the men and women at the end of the story, who it, uh, it says, uh, the crowd saw it. They were filled with awe and they glorified God. And I pray that as we look at this scripture together, that is what will happen to us. We will be filled with awe about Jesus and we will want to glorify God. And also what I really hope will happen is that as we look at this scripture together today as well, we will also identify with these people because it says, and the crowd saw it and they were filled with awe and they glorified God who had given such authority to human beings. And I hope that as we look at this scripture together as well, we're gonna have our eyes opened in wonder a little bit about what it means to be human and what it means to be human living with the living Holy Spirit of God in us. So that's where we're heading, and we're going to look at this uh, scripture together. So this might be a very familiar story to, to some of us, and to some of us it might be a bit new. So I just want to pick out one or two of the main points. So picture the scene. Jesus, uh, he's in the boat, and um, I always think he's looking for a rest. After getting into the boat, he crossed the sea and came to his own town. And I was always... I was Maybe it's because I always want to rest. I imagine he's in a bow, he's hoping to chill out, and then people bring him, the paralyzed guy, and he says, take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. And there's a bit of a like, ooh. No one says it out loud, but there's a sort of silent, only God can forgive sins. And uh, that wakes up the locals. They're a bit like, who is this guy saying he can forgive sins? Because only God can forgive sins. And uh, interesting that Jesus knows their thoughts, but not time to talk about that today. And uh, then the, para the paralyzed guy's there, and Jesus says some interesting things about, like, is it easier for me to say, I forgive your sins, or get up and walk? And the bloke gets up and walks, and he goes home. And the crowd are amazed. And what is really interesting is the way Jesus talks about himself in this story. So the stories uh, we read about Jesus always tell us something good about God because the Bible tells us that Jesus is the perfect representation of God. So as we look at Jesus, we glimpse something of what, well, quite a lot of what God is like. And the stories we have about Jesus also tell us a lot about what it is to be human. Because Jesus laid aside, we sing that song, he, he laid aside his majesty he didn't see, Philippians says, he didn't see equality with God as something to be gained. Jesus, God himself, laid down his godness to enter this world, we celebrate it at Christmas, don't we, to be human. And the Bible tells us that when Jesus 
laid down his godness to step into human flesh and blood, he did so completely. And that he was tested in every way and yet without sin. So often we celebrate the stories of Jesus because they open our eyes in wonder about what God is like. But I think there's also uh, something very important as we look at these stories, that we revisit what it means to be human. Because in Jesus, we see what humans are meant to be like. We see perfect, God-filled humanity in action before our eyes. So when we look, so if we're thinking to, or if someone ever says to you, you know, what is God like? Or if you ever think like, what does God think about this? What is God like? Then look at Jesus and marvel at his compassion, his inclusivity, his mercy, and his power to bring hope, forgiveness, healing, and freedom. And if you ever think, oh, you know, what would it mean to be perfectly human? What does it even mean to be human? Also look at Jesus, because as we look at Jesus, we marvel at his human, at his compassion, inclusiveness, mercy, and power in human form. This is why the onlookers were so astonished when they saw this guy, this very human Jesus, say, take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. That is why they were so astonished. And we are invited to follow Jesus and to be like him and to do the things he did. The end of Matthew says, go on, go out, you guys. Tell all the world about me. There are many times where Jesus uh, sends the disciples ahead of him. I always think that's the really scary bit. You know, it's one thing to say, follow me. It's another thing. You guys go ahead, and I want you to shout, tell people that the kingdom of God is near, and I want you to, you know, demonstrate the signs of the kingdom. That means, like, healing, mercy, all that stuff, and, and I'll be along later. And uh, that's a little bit scary, but that's a little bit of, that's sort of where we live, isn't it? Jesus has invited us to follow him, and then he's with us in our hearts, and he's sitting with his heavenly father, and we are, we're we're going ahead of him. And our job here is to speak, to proclaim the nearness of God, to proclaim, to speak well of the kingdom, and also to enact it just like Jesus did, using our ordinary human bodies full of God's good stuff to bring about the kingdom. And if you've been here over recent weeks, you'll be like, don't make us say what the kingdom of God is again. But just in case you've not been here for a few weeks, I will say what the kingdom of God is. And the kingdom of God is where the rule of God wins every time. The kingdom of God is where Jesus is the boss, where the way God does stuff is the way stuff gets done. It's like the rule and reign of God, God getting his own way in us and through us. That's what, that's one way I like to think of what the kingdom of God is. And when we see the kingdom of God in action, when we are part of that, forgiveness is a very important part of it. As a generosity, healing, and freedom from all kinds of oppression, like Rosanna was talking about last week. So the story opens, and the onlookers are shocked. This bloke saying he can forgive sins. And uh, the writer of the gospel was writing for a prim- primarily a Jewish audience, his gospel, and he wanted to highlight the truth about Jesus being the Messiah, and he also wanted to make good links with Jewish history, you know, with the Old Testament, so that the people watching, what, uh, hearing about Jesus could be like, mm, yes, 
I'm not sure. Oh, hang on. Yes, that is in line with what we've learned and that they would then come to follow Jesus themselves. And um, in this, it's interesting in this story because Jesus knows that these guys are thinking that he's blaspheming, that he's claiming to be God, but he doesn't actually... Uh, He's like, oh, you know, I know your thoughts, but he doesn't pick a fight or anything. What he interestingly points out is his humanness. He says, the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Now, his draw, uh, the Son of Man description comes from a sort of weird vision in Daniel where there's this, like, picture, this, like, vision, I suppose, of the world all out of sync and then one like a son of man arrives, one like, like looking like a human comes and sorts it all out. And Jesus is here saying to him, saying to those guys around, sort of look at my humanness. Look at my humanness and look at the authority that I have in my humanness. And it's very important that Jesus identifies himself in that way because he is identifying himself as the one perfect human who will find favor with God and create a way through his life, death, and resurrection for us also to have favor with God and for us to be able to walk out the kingdom in our everyday, ordinary human lives. Jesus is uh, alluding to the fact that he is part of the eternal solution to the problems of this world. And he is uh, when he sends us out, when he sends the disciples out, when he sends them out in the Great Commission, he's saying, come on, guys, you lot, we are all part of the solution to the problems of this world. We get to be part of building the kingdom here as we speak of Jesus and as we follow him. So when Jesus here forgives sins, it is really important. And forgiveness is part of how we reset our humanity, that we realign ourselves with God. So when we come to Jesus and we say, God, I, I want to live for you and with you. I want you to come and live in me. We acknowledge that we have gone wrong and we ask his forgiveness. And that is like, that's our pathway to also finding our true humanity. That's our pathway to being fully human. That's like a big picture and an equally big picture is as we step into the forgiveness of Jesus, we could also become agents of this forgiveness. So as we live, uh, offering forgiveness rather than like resentment or like those guys in the story, you know, not saying anything but thinking a savage thought um, or like not saying you're horrible and I don't forgive you, but sort of like acting a bit sly. All that stuff is not on the kingdom agenda. So Jesus forgives us, and we are to be agents of mercy and forgiveness 70 times, 7 million times. You know, you just have to keep on doing it. And that is, how, that is one of the ways we proclaim the kingdom, by the love that we have for one another, by continuously attempting not to take offense and attempting to forgive those around us. And we, we also are then imaging. We're like on this earth. What we're doing is we're representing something of the forgiveness of God. We're demonstrating that to people that may not have encountered it before. So in this story, when Jesus forgives the man's sins and when he heals him and when the guy gets up and walks, the forgiveness uh, 
it, it realigns the man with God, but it also restores his dignity. He would have been like able to be included in society in a way he hadn't been able to. He would, it would have restored his livelihood. He would have been able to work and to uh, contribute to society in a different sort of way. And we see here also how mercy triumphs over judgment. Jesus is choosing mercy, and mercy opens up all kinds of opportunities. It is a very good way to build, build the kingdom. And as the healing happens and the man walks home, she sees, like, go home, he's like, all right, I'll go home. And everyone else is like, oh. And as we choose to be forgivers of one another, there's a chance that people might, they're human and they're forgiving all the time. They don't take offense. I snapped their head off and they didn't, they, they just let it go. I've been properly malicious and they have done something good towards me. Because it's not just about forgiveness, it's actually blessing those who curse us. Like, got to go a step further to actually be properly blessing someone into God's. And that, that creates an awe and wonder that causes people to glorify God. It's an immensely powerful thing. So as we've been thinking about uh, heaven on earth, then forgiveness is a really important way that, um, that we are partnering with God to bring about the kingdom of heaven on earth. And I wonder how you feel about being part of the kingdom of heaven on earth. I wonder how you feel about leading a lifestyle characterized by forgiveness and mercy and routinely praying for healing for people and uh, routinely praying for people that are oppressed by bad dreams or uh, other kinds of uh, anxiety problems or other kinds of suffering. Because that's what the kingdom is. It's not like, oh yeah, Sunday, cool. Remember, I'm a Christian, you know? Sometimes I feel like that. Someone asks me to pray for them and I'm like, what? Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot, I, I forgot that's what I am. I'll, I'll pray for you. Um, it's like all the time remembering who we are and not, be, not being slightly shocked and like frightened when someone wants us to pray for them, but like making that normal. And uh, anyway, yeah, I've revealed too much of myself there. <laughs> Maybe you like that in a weird way. Um, anyway, so <laughs> I've lost my place. How do we feel about bringing heaven to earth? Oh, yeah. So bringing heaven to earth, partnering with the Spirit of God in this way, is an awesome thing and a bit frightening um, because... If we think of ourselves as routinely forgiving, routinely praying for healing, routinely praying, praying for deliverance and freedom, we're a bit like, that sounds like a lot. Maybe I'll just stick to the occasional thing. And so sort of see it a bit like a dessert. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'll pray for people, and I'll, but that's like an extra. And I just wanted us to remind ourselves that all this kingdom stuff is not an extra or a dessert or like a way of having some light icing on, our, on the cake of our lives, it actually is God's A plan. If we um, flip back to the beginning of Genesis, we can have a little look at this in Genesis 1. And uh, Genesis 1, 26, then God said, let us make humankind in our image to be like us, according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the, sea of the, of the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the wild animals, and all the creeping things. 
Then he repeats it and he says, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion, have all the plants and all the rest of it. And then over the page, was well, over the page in mine, in uh, the other account of creation in Genesis 2, I love this bit. And so, out of the ground, the Lord God formed every animal of the earth and every bird of the air, and he brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. Power sharing with our creator is normal human plan. So when God got the animals and said to Adam, what do you want to name them? He's like, that's a giraffe. God wasn't going like, "Mm -mm -mm, that one's a cow. I think that one's an insect. Mm -mm, That's a bird. Actually, he's like, look, here, you name them. You have dominion. You have stewardship over this lot. You increase, you you multiply, you build culture. You shape this world. This is God's A plan, that we work with him, that we're alongside him, that we are building the world together. We know over the page, well, some of us have been Christians a little while, we know over the page that it goes pear-shaped because those first people decide not to stick to the A plan. And this is where Jesus is so important because he comes back and he lives and dies and rises again that we might be able to re-enter the A plan, that we might be partners with him, that we might steward the, the things of the earth, that we might build culture, that we might create things, that we might invent new things and name them, that we might image him, that we might actually represent him on earth. God's made us in our image. We're his representatives. That is the deal. And we get to represent him him in how we do our jobs and how we do our leisure and how we show mercy and forgiveness. And this is like how to be fully human. This is how it is supposed to be. And so Jesus in his mercy and through the demonstration of his life makes it possible for us to live according to God's original plan. We get, as we come to Jesus and we ask for his life to come into us, we get a chance to be fully human, to partner with the living God, to know his presence in us, for our thoughts, for his thoughts to become our thoughts, for us to understand his priorities for this earth. For him to shape us and mold us and change some of our ways for the better. And just like in this story that we began with, where when the crowd saw it, they were filled with awe and they glorified God. As we step back into this A plan, as we recognize the favor we have with God, that we are designed to partner with him, as we receive his power... And as we live out of the authority that he has given us, this makes a difference to the world. This makes the world a better place. This invites the world to take an in-breath like those guys and be like, how can such human beings have such authority? How can that ordinary person pray for me and I could get well? 
how could that ordinary person treat me so kindly when I've treated them so savagely? Living out of our authority isn't like some sort of trip for us. Living out of our authority causes the world to have their eyes opened to the beauty and the wonder of God. And it is God's A plan to choose human beings. I'm not sure I would have, to be honest. I'm not sure I would have thought, I know, let's invent loads of people, give them free choice, and decide to share myself with them and let them shape the world. I don't know. It's an interesting choice. I've got a few questions about that to ask him one day. But God's invitation is that we are reset. And if you're visiting here for the first time and you've never been to a church before, I remember being in that position when I was 17 and turning up at a church and, you know, stuff happened. And then afterwards I said to the vicar what I'd sort of experienced. He said, have you asked Jesus to forgive your sins? And I was like, I have no idea what you're on about. And so if you're here and you're like, this sounds good, but I have no idea what you're on about, don't worry, because we've got some little booklets here which you can come and shyly take, but we, or we've got some at the back you can shyly take, or better still, just come and take them boldly and have a chat with us, because we would love to talk to you a little more about these things. And the invitation to you today, if all this is a bit new to you, is for you to invite Jesus to come and live in you, for you to share your life with him. So I'm going to lead us in a, in a prayer for that in a minute, if that is something you would like to do. And we will also um, take a moment, I think, to ask God to reset those of us that have been Christians a little while or a long while, where we've kind of thought of kingdom living as being like something we'll get round to, or like uh, a good idea, which happens to me, you know. But uh, we want it to be practiced, don't we? then we're going to ask God to send his Holy Spirit to really help us to carry these things. And, and maybe also as we've talked about forgiveness, you've thought, oh, no. You know, I'm stuck in, I'm stuck, I've, I've got bad vibes about someone who's harmed me. And when we forgive one, somebody, we never, that doesn't mean the harm they did us is legitimized. What it means is we're not going to judge them ourselves. We hand them over to God and we take our hands off. So we do a little bit of prayer around that. Does that sound all right? Okay, so um, why don't you just sit down for this bit and we'll stand, oh, stand up in a minute. Let's just sit down for this bit. So uh, everyone close your eyes so it's not embarrassing for anyone new. And um, if, if you, for the first time, would like us to take a step towards knowing the living God and knowing his forgiveness in your life, then in your mind repeat some of the words uh, the words that i'm that i'm going to pray so jesus please forgive me for every way i have let you and myself and others down i bring you all the stuff of my life now the good stuff and the stuff i'm ashamed of and from this day, Jesus, even though I don't know much about you, I want to do life differently, and I invite you to show me how. So
so, Lord, please come and fill me with your Holy Spirit. And help me live this new life. Amen. So if you prayed that prayer, it's really good to have a chat with someone here about that. Someone you came with or come and chat to one of us on the team. So we're going to do a little bit of forgiveness now. Again, you can stay sitting where you are. And uh, so we just have a bit of quiet, just in case God wants to put any thoughts in our minds about anyone we need to forgive. And sometimes it might be someone you've forgiven before, but you might need to forgive them a bit more. And it's the mercy, it's the kindness of God that leads us, leads us to forgiveness. So Holy Spirit, if there's somebody or more than one person that you would like us to forgive, just Remind us of them now, we pray. Okay, so if you want to forgive someone, um, quietly again in your heart, in your mind, join in with this prayer. So, Lord Jesus, I want to forgive you name the person in your mind. I want to forgive them for, and you tell God the thing you want to forgive them for. It might be something they said or did to you. God, I'm letting go of that, and I'm giving them to you. Release them to you, God. And I bless them into fullness of life. Amen. We'll just stay prayerful for a minute in case you need to just go through that process with any other people that have come to mind. It could be big stuff or, or small stuff. It, it helps clean us out. It helps us align ourselves with God again. Okay, and if you would like some help for giving someone, if that feels too difficult a prayer to do on your own, and sometimes it is a little bit difficult to do on our own, our prayer team at the end uh, would, would love to help you. They'd like to support you through that process. So let's stand, and we're going to do another prayer together. We're standing up just as like a sign of st stepping into the A plan again, you know? presenting let's present ourselves before God you could do this with open hands that might be a sign it's not magic it's just a sign of saying God here's my life so Lord God it is a deep and wondrous mystery that you would create humans to bring to, to represent you to image you on earth. What an awesome thing it is, God, that you choose us for that purpose. And Jesus, we thank you that you have made a way where we can again step into God's A plan. We can step into relationship with you. We can step into 
our authority as children of God. And so, Lord, we're sorry where we have shied away from taking up our power sharing with you. We're sorry where we felt too small for the task. We're sorry where we felt afraid. We've so- we're sorry where we just haven't put it to the top of our agenda. And so, God, we pray you'd send your Holy Spirit now to help us. We say, come, Holy Spirit. Come to your people. Breathe on us, Holy Spirit. We are willing and we are weak. Help us. Carry your kingdom. Bless the work of our hands, God, that we might make and invent things, that we might give name to new things. Bless the work of our hearts, God, that we might be people of mercy and forgiveness and continuous forgiveness. Bless the work of our minds, God, that we might find solutions to stuck things that we might see a way where there appears to be no way. God, would you refresh our imagination and our thoughts of ourselves that we might have our eyes opened, that you say you want to use our lives. That is your first plan, your best idea, to use our lives to create awe and wonder and glory for you in this world. So God, take all that we are, all our humanity, take it, Lord, and pour out all your authority and power that the world around us might be filled with awe and glorify you, we pray. Amen. So do you want to lead us in something, Adam, to glorify God? That would be all right.